The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often, we go through life thinking we are the only person in the world shouldering problems, stress, depression, and anxiety. What we don't always realize is that there are plenty of people dealing with many of these same issues in their lives. Welcome to Stream in the Desert with your host, Dr. Rita Huang. In today's program, we hope you will find a story that matches feelings and issues that you've been dealing with. In the resolutions of these issues, our hope is that you will also find the inspiration you need. Now, here is Dr. Rita. Have you felt a rush of adrenaline where you experience your face flushes, your skin pickles, and you feel your stomach turning in knots? Adrenaline is your body's physiological response to when you feel anger and injustice. Your heart rate increases, your blood pressure raises, and you begin to breathe more rapidly. As you ruminate on how you've been wrong, you may begin to yell, scream, and cuss. Whenever you're angry, there are different degrees of intensity that can range from mild irritation to frustration and to rage. These degrees can change very quickly. Think of anger like a fire. When you control a fire, it keeps you warm and comfortable. But when a fire gets out of control, as when anger controls you, you will be burned. You see, anger can be positive at times when it motivates you to stand up for yourself and to correct injustice or to make positive changes in your life. On the other hand, out-of-control anger is hazardous to your health, creating negative emotional and psychological effects and damaging relationships. Let's look at how prolonged anger can affect your health. Anger can trigger the release of stress hormone, cortisol, into the body. Small releases of cortisol may give you a burst of energy, but releasing a large amount of cortisol for a long period of time brings negative effects to the body. Chronic increases of cortisol causes blood sugar imbalance, suppresses thyroid function, decreases bone density, increases risk of heart attacks, tighten neck and head muscles that cause headaches, triggers weight gain, and worsen acid reflux or cause gastric ulcer. So next time you get angry, ask yourself, is it really worth getting angry to sacrifice your health? Prolonged anger also has psychological and emotional consequences. Unexpressed or expressed anger leads to loneliness, chronic anxiety, depression, eating disorders, compulsive obsessive behaviors, and phobia. Anger holds you back and pulls you down, so you cannot be effective personally and professionally. Worst of all, it damages relationships. The effect of anger ripples into all social circles. Anyone who frequently blows minor grievances 
out of proportion, is more inclined to end all types of relationship with others. A person who cannot control his anger will lash out at friends, family members, and coworkers. In some situations, anger can turn into aggressive and violent behavior, such as physical abuse, trespass, and children. It ends up becoming a lonely life for those who struggle with anger, because angry people alien themselves from others. They prevent themselves from experiencing love, sympathy. And friendship with others. Angry people have trouble being effective in their relationship. Anger is deceiving. Why a person may think that he or she is in control by being angry at someone. The ironic twist is that they are the ones being controlled by anger. Anger controls to the point that people cannot function mentally, socially, and physically. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about a chain. I will use real-life scenario, not actual cases, to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. The huge locomotive gathered speed as it descended the steep mountain. That man's curve lay straight ahead, where the wheels form a sweeping arch, just sort of a deep ravine. Many a train had met their fate right there. Conductor Ron began slowing the train, no small feat considering they were headed downward. If he wasn't successfully in properly conducting the train, it could jump the tracks and become landbound, causing a disastrous wreck. And possibly plummeting down the ravine, everyone aboard would suffer terrible injuries and maybe even perish. On the other hand, knowing when and how to slow it down would guarantee a totally different outcome. At the right speed, the train would cruise smoothly around the curve and travel without incident to its next destination. Are you like the train that's going down the track at a high speed with your escalating emotions, such as anger? If you continue to go in that high speed, heading towards that man's curve, you may jump the track and become wrecked, stumbling down the ravine. Everyone aboard will suffer terrible injuries and maybe even perish. If you let your anger get out of control for a long period of time, you may experience physical, emotional, and social consequences that will be hard to repair. But you can also make a decision to stop and control your anger in a constructive way. And if you do, you will have a different outcome. It is, it is exactly like the train. If you slow your anger train down, you will cruise smooth, smoothly around the curve. If you don't, you fall into the ravine and cause the demise of all the people with you. Let's look at some situations where an individual's long-term chronic anger affected their physical health. Sam grew up in a home where he had a critical father. No matter what he did, was always not good enough for his dad. If Sam fixed something, his dad would criticize him for not fixing it correctly. He would fix it again to demonstrate that Sam was incompetent. If he failed a class, he would be harshly punished by his father. Occasionally, his father would pull Sam's hair and spank him with his belt. 
He hated his father, but he was powerless to do anything to save himself. He was always walking on eggshells at home, fearing that his dad would get mad at him. As soon as he was able to be independent, he left home to be on his own. He managed to find a job to support himself. He always dreamed of the day when he could finally escape from his father's abuse. Unfortunately, Sam changed from one job to another because he often got mad at his bosses and left his jobs. It was strange that he could not get along with any of his bosses. He was feeling frustrated that he could not control his anger. As a result, he kept losing his jobs. In the midst of his disappointment, he met a wonderful woman at one of his jobs. He fell in love with her, and they decided to get married. A year later, a baby boy was born to their family. Another couple of more years, another boy was born. Then again, a third child was born. With every birth of a new child, Sam became angrier and angrier. It was about six in the evening when Sam usually walked into the house after work. As soon as he walked in, he yelled at the kids for leaving stuff all over the house. Sometimes he even yelled at them for making noises. Before he came home, everything was peaceful. As soon as he came home. His loud, angry voice resounded against the walls and filled the room with a heated chill. Besides yelling at the kids, he also complained that his wife was not taking care of the household chores, and the house was messy. Yet he never did anything to help out. One evening, his son Tommy accidentally spilled the milk while they were eating dinner. Sam's face turned red, and he raised his voice to yell at Tammy, "Are you stupid? You can't even keep the glass on the table. Go to your room. You have no dinner tonight." Of course, his son Tommy was fearful and stayed in his room for the rest of the night with no dinner. From that point on, he became fearful, sitting at the dinner table, worrying that he might spill the drinks again. After dinner. He found out that one of his sons failed many of his classes. His face turned red as the wall shook with his roar. He started yelling, screaming, and hitting his son. When his wife came over to rescue her son, he also yelled at his wife and blamed her for his son's failure. At night, the children would cuddle together in bed while Sam and his wife would argue. Unfortunately. It was pretty much a typical day for Sam's family. Sam's always seemed to find something to get mad about every evening. His wife told him that he would leave him if he's not going to seek help to deal with his anger problem. His family physician had diagnosed him with hyperpressure, diabetes, acid reflux, headache, neck and back pain, and excessive weight gain. Sam could not keep any jobs because of his anger problem, so his doctor recommended him to seek counseling. With pressure from everybody, he ended up in my office. He told me that he did not want to get angry, but he had no control of it when it came. As I listened to him, I found out that he saw all his bosses as his father. 
They did not say anything to hurt him, but he somehow interpreted the statement as attacks. Once he realized he was seeing his dad in other male authority figures, he began to open to the idea of getting help. He did not want to turn into his dad because it was painful to be yelled at and to be spanked. As you talk about his pain in childhood, he began to sob and to grieve over the loss of his childhood in many sessions. By being able to experience his, experience his pain again, he was able to see the pain he was causing those who loved him. I told him the story of the chain. He began to see that he was the chain. When his emotion was escalating, eventually turning into rage. It was exactly like the chain going down the track in a high speed, and if he continued to do that, he was leading both himself and his family down the ravine. His anger was not only affecting his physical and emotional health, but also damaged the relationship with his loved ones. If he slowed down his anger and handled it in a constructive way, he would be able to be healthy physically, emotionally, and socially. He needed to slow his chain down, but how? When he recognized he was getting angry at his boss, I coached him to imagine the vivid picture of the chain. He would then tell himself, "I do not want to be the out of control chain. My boss is not my dad. I need to leave my desk and find something else to do to postpone my anger." We made a list of things he could do and post it on his desk. When he was about to get angry. He would choose one thing to do on the list, such as walking up and down the stairs in the office building. As he walked up and down the stairs, his feeling began to change. The chain story reminded him to stop and take control of his anger. Let's take a short break. Stay tuned for the rest of the Sam story. The experts call toll free right now one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is "The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw" and other parables from Christian counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns, so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com. Or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at five one seven three three two sixty three hundred and leave a message for her.
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. The tree story also helped him to deal with his anger at home. When his emotions were escalating, he told himself that he did not want to be the fast train that caused people's deaths. He said to himself, stop, I don't want to be my dad. My dad hurt me so bad, I do not want to be like him that hurt my loved ones. What could I do now to get rid of my anger? He joined the 5K run when he recognized that he was getting angry, like the train going down the track in a high speed. He would go outside and run a few miles before he headed home. When he was running, he prayed to ask God to help him not to be like his dad. He usually was calmer when he was on his way home. And he also got to practice his running race at the same time. The train story helped him to be aware of his escalating emotion, so he was ready to stop, let go, and come up with a better decision. In addition to counseling, he was on medication and he took some anger management classes. Although he still got angry at his family members occasionally, it was not to the same extent as it was before. He was able to experience some love from his family, whereas before he had been isolated because everyone tried to stay away from him. He stopped complaining about his body aches and headaches. Unfortunately, this man died a few years ago from heart attack. He was able to keep his last job until he passed away. He has managed to reconcile many of his relationships with his family in his last few years of his life. The train story was one of the ways to remind him to stop his anger and find a constructive way to deal with it. As a result, he renewed some of the broken relationships before he passed away in peace. The train story helped Sam to find a way to calm down his emotion so that his relationship became less volatile. But what happened during a marriage when both husband and wife struggle with anger? Can both parties slow the chain down? It was a gloomy and rainy day. Jerry and Jennifer decided to stay home and focus on cleaning the house. Jennifer liked to take charge of everything. Jerry scrubbed the floor one section at a time. Jennifer came to the kitchen and was mad that Jerry was not cleaning the floor the right way, her way. Jerry yelled back, 
This is how I clean the floor. If you don't like my way, you do it yourself. Jennifer responded, "There's no need for you to bite my head off." Jerry was so annoyed that he walked away and went to watch TV. Of course, Jennifer was even angrier, so she followed Jerry to the family room and continued to berate Jerry. This kind of dynamic happened in the family daily. They fought about money, kids, and household chores—just about everything you could think of. It seemed that every time they talk or work together, they have fights. They've been like that for many years. It gave them so much stress every evening when they finally saw each other after working all day. The stresses at work and at home were beginning to affect their health. Jerry often complained that he had headache, back pain, insomnia, and gastric ulcer. Jennifer dealt with her stresses by eating excessively. As a result, she had been gaining weight, and she was diagnosed with diabetes and hyperpressure. They had to release some of their stresses in life, or else their health problem would continue to get worse. The fights every night was out of the one of their stresses. What seemed to be the problem? If only they fought less. Everyone would feel better. They decided to seek help and ended up in my office. They asked me to help them to find a different way to deal with conflicts. I told them about an analogy story of a fireplace that had many cracks on it. Every time they fought, it was like putting a crack on the vase. I asked them how many cracks they had both inflicted on the beautiful vase. The husband said, "Too many." The wife said, "He has so many that's un- uncountable." I asked them, "What's going to happen to the flower vase?" The husband said, "Our vase is in such a bad shape; it will break any moment." They both wanted to know if there was another way to handle the anger during conflicts. I began to tell them the train story. They both listened attentively. The wife said. Yes, we are exactly like the train that's going down the track in a high speed when our emotion is escalating. I asked, "That's right. This out-of-control train could eventually fall off the track. When you allow your emotion to escalate like the train, you both will end up in the ravine with anger and hurt, which resulting in verbal arguments or silent treatment with each other for days." But if you slow down the chain and go around the curve carefully, you'll be able to avoid a disaster. If one of you recognizes that your emotion is escalating into anger, like the chain going down the train track in a high speed, give your partner a signal that you need to have a timeout. Find a way to deal with your own anger during this timeout. You can take a deep breath, go out for a walk, go shopping, go talk to someone, count backwards from one hundred. During this time out, think about the other partner's point of view, and pray to God about the situation. When you pray, three things could happen: God either changes your mind so that whatever you struggle with is no longer a problem, or God may change the other person's heart to agree with you, or. The circumstances may change, so neither one of you had to deal with it. 
You can't get anything resolved with one or two angry people together. Staying away from each other for a short period of time will cool down your emotions. If you discuss about the issue later on, when you both were calm, you will be most likely to be able to rationalize the situation, compromise, and come up with a good resolution. I then assign them homework during the next week to record how many times the train raced towards the curve. The next week went well with hardly any fights. When I asked them how they did that, Jerry said that as he was about to yell at Jennifer, when Jennifer complained to him about not putting the food back in the refrigerator, the train story came to his mind. He knew that if he yelled back, it would be another bad day. He decided to find something else to do to, to distract himself from his strong feelings. He told Jennifer that he was getting upset and he needed to go running to cool himself down. He felt calm after he ran for a few miles. Jennifer said that she was about to get angry at Jerry as well, but she recognized she was the train that was cruising down the track in a high speed. She knew if she continued to let her anger control her, Jerry and her would have a miserable, miserable time for many days to come. If she chose to take control of her anger, they may even have a good time doing other things the rest of the day. She put out a timeout signal they both agree on. Jerry knew that Jennifer needed to have timeouts, so he suggested that she could go out for grocery shopping and he would watch the kids. That was what Jennifer did. She, she actually felt very good when she came back. She couldn't even remember why she had been upset. She was very happy, showing Jerry the new search she got from the new store down the street. They spent the rest of the day watching TV, playing games with the kids, and went out to eat. It was a good day. You see, it was up to Jennifer to choose whether she was going to have a good day or a bad day. If she chose to let her anger control the train, she and Jerry probably would have a big fight. But because she chose to cool herself down and keep her anger in control, she ended up having a good time with Jerry. It was all up to her. Jerry and Jennifer were able to make a decision to slow down the anger, like the conductor on the train decided to slow down the train and move it gently and carefully around the curve to avoid the disaster. They both felt good that they made a good decision to let go of things so they could have a good time the rest of the day. Sometimes, couples need to be a little deaf so they do not hear everything, a little blind so they do not see everything, a little mute so they will listen rather than speak. This way, it will preserve the relationship by letting go with lots of things in life. You can fight about everything in life and feel miserable afterwards, or you can decide not to go there and have a good time doing other things the rest of the day. If you struggle with anger, ask yourself these questions. Do you want to have a good day or a bad day? It's up to you, you know. 
Is it worth it to let anger control you and make yourself miserable? Anger hurts you the most. Many health issues can be avoided if you choose to have a peaceful life with less stress. Sometimes the cause of stress is from ourselves, as we let anger linger. Why let anger be distressor? Anger consumes you and causes your physical body to react to your emotion. Not all health issues are caused by anger, but it certainly has a great effect on our health, whether we want to believe it or not. So ask yourself: If you struggle with anger, is is affecting your health? If so, talk with a doctor, a therapist, get the help you need. So the anger doesn't physically damage your body. We have discussed the physical effect of anger, but how does anger affect our ability to deal with our other emotions? Judy was laying on the bed crying. She could not get up and perform her regular routine because she was very depressed. She closed all the curtains so there would not be any sunlight into her room. She did not want to be with anyone because she was afraid she was going to cry. She had trouble going to sleep at night, losing her appetite to eat, losing weight daily, having excessive guilt feelings, feeling anxious and irritable, losing her motivation to leave, have trouble going to work. And performing any of her regular routine, such as getting dressed, brushing her teeth, cooking, or cleaning her house. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of Judy's story. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit trinitychristiancounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. As I got to know her, I found that Judy's mother died not too long ago. She knew she was supposed to be sad about her death, but she was feeling relieved, not having had to deal with a controlling and critical mom. Yet she felt guilty that she did not miss her mom. It had been a love and hate relationship between them. Judy felt very lonely as a child because her mother was not there for her, her emotionally. Instead, her mother made Judy responsible for all her mom's bad feelings. Her mom did not receive love as a child, so she expected everyone around her to meet all her needs. When Judy thought about her mother, the first thing that came to her mind was her angry face. If Judy made her bad, her mom would criticize her and told her that she was not doing it correctly. If her mom was upset about anything, she would find a way to make Judy feel like it was her fault that caused her unhappiness. When Judy was three, she wanted to be close to her mom, so she held onto her mom's leg and hugged her. She remembered her mom got mad and pushed her away. She could not remember a time when her mom hugged her, not even once. Her mother would buy her all kinds of things for her, but she wanted her mom's love, not the things she bought her. Unfortunately, she had never received the motherly love she was longing for. Judy continued to feel unloved from her mom throughout the whole teenage years and adulthood. No matter how much she tried to please her mother in an attempt to receive a little love from her, she was unsuccessful. Sometimes she hated her mom so much that she wished she was dead. She was longing to have an ideal mom that she could not have. She knew she was supposed to have a love for her mom, but instead she had this inexplicable anger towards her mom. Judy suppressed this anger for many years by living up to the standard of being a good daughter. It was most difficult when she had to take care of her mother before she died. She had to endure her verbal abuse throughout the whole process. But she still wanted to be the good little princess to her mother. She tried to be nice to her mom in the nursing home, but she would get mad as soon as she left her. Now that her mom was no longer alive, she felt relieved and guilty that she felt this way. 
Her suppressed anger towards her mother turned into unbearable depression. When Judy was able to talk about her pain and anger in childhood, and her feelings were being understood, she began to sob. Every time she cried, her tears washed away the dark stains in her heart. All the suppressed anger and hurt needed to be released so that she could feel lighter emotionally. Her suppressed feeling needed to be released to set her free. God give us tears so we can have release from our bad feelings. We talk about how, when she held on to her tears and tried to be strong, her lock-up feelings caused depression. Finally, she could grieve over her loss of the mother she always wanted, wanted, so she could heal. As Judy began to heal emotionally, she recognized that she had transferred her anger and frustration with her mom onto other people. She tried to be a people pleaser and give up all her needs. But she was feeling angry inside. When her suppressed feeling reached an overload, she would lose her temper. Then she would feel guilty afterwards. Yet she was unable to control her conflicting emotions. She did not want to be an angry person anymore, so she wanted to, me to help her with her anger. You see. Judy dealt with her anger in a passive way by suppressing the feelings inside her heart. When she could not handle the angry feeling inside her, she would then use an aggressive way to deal with her anger. Neither the passive or aggressive management of anger was healthy. Through her sessions, we work on ways to be assertive yet not aggressive in her anger. The train story. Help her to recognize that when she was getting angry, she needed to make a decision about whether or not to slow her train down before the ravine. When she felt her emotions boils, she would step away from the situation, distract herself with an activities until she was able to calm down. Once she was calm, she explained calmly to the person how she felt and what she wanted in that situation. When she did that. She was surprised by the positive responses. As she kept training herself to be assertive, she regained her confidence in herself. Judy finally had become a confident woman who believed that she was valuable to others. She realized how her suppressed anger had resulted in resulted in depression. Once she was treated for depression and anger, she was able to rebuild herself in spite of. Her dysfunctional childhood. The train story reminded her to take control of her anger and deal with it in a healthy and constructive way. It is really amazing how anger can mask out true emotions, but can also cause us to believe lies about our self-image. Let's look at an example of a teenager named Jessica. She was a star of the gymnastic team. She was graceful athlete on the balance beam. Her jumps and flips were almost perfect. Jessica always put first in many of the gymnastic competitions. Jessica was not only a superstar in gymnastics; she was also a straight A student in her high school. She was her parents' pride and joy. Of course, she was also the star athlete for her coach. However, because she had to practice so much of her competitions, she hardly had any time to hang out with her friends. 
She was feeling lonely in spite of her, all her successes. Sometimes she would get angry at herself, her brothers and sisters, and even the dog. Other times she would feel very depressed and cry in her room. Outwardly she looked happy and joyful, but she was dying inside emotionally. She knew if she did not continue to do well in gymnastics and school, she would be a disappointment to her parents. Her coaches and her parents wanted her to stay slim so she could do well in her sports. Since her diet was so restricted, she would hide sweets under her bed and ate them secretly when everyone went to bed. Binging and purging had become her daily ritual. Over time. It developed into an eating disorder until one day she fainted at the school because of her weakened body. She did not feel that she was in control of any aspect of her life except her own food consumption. Despite working with doctors and nutritionists, and after after multiple hospital hospitalization for her disease, Jessica almost died from her eating disorder. She was sent to a treatment center for many months. After treatment, she came back to see me. Jessica expressed that she was still struggling with food at times, but it was much better than before. However, she expressed her dominant emotion was anger. She felt angry that she did not take good care of her her body and ended up hurting herself and her family. She thought, "I'm a terrible daughter." I gave up gymnastics and made my parents unhappy. I, I didn't take care of my body and made my parents upset. I'm disappointed in myself. I let the coach down also. Whenever those thoughts came to her mind, she became angry at herself. You see, Jessica was not able to let go of her past and and forgive herself. I told Jessica the train story. She was able to find association between the story and herself. When she was about to get angry at herself about her past, she reflected on the fast train cruising down the track. She would stop her self-depreciating thoughts and focus on the present. Now she's in control of her life. In fact, her parents allow her to quit gymnastics, and she was on the way to fulfilling her dream of becoming a vet doctor. The train story helped her to stop the negative thoughts about what she did in the past. Instead, Jessica could focus on what positive steps she was taking at the present, so that she would have a great future ahead of her. She was able to feel better about herself after she changed her thoughts. So far, you have heard many stories about people who were so angry at others and themselves. That they ended up hurting themselves physically and psychologically. The train story was one of the tools in the healing process. Are you seeing yourself in any of the bow stories? If you are one of them, I encourage you to get some help. Your life can be different if you handle your anger in a constructive way. If you let your anger control you, you may end up having physical and psychological consequences. In addition to previous mentioned consequences, anger destroys relationship. People like to stay away from angry people. Before long, you'll be all alone.
Let's look at some scenario of those who lost their significant, significant people in their lives due to their uncontrollable anger. I want you to imagine a grocery store where you see people lining up in the checkout lane. The weather forecast has been broadcast that a huge snowstorm is on its way. People have panicked and ran to the store to purchase a supply of food in case they were slow in. A man named Ricky and his son were standing at the end of the line, with about fifteen to twenty people in front of him. First, he was irritating that he was the last one on, in his line. After watch, waiting for forty-five minutes, he became more frustrated, and his kids became angrier as they felt his frustration. His sons began to argue with each other. Ricky squeezed his son's arm so hard that he started to cry. Everyone was looking at Ricky with disdain. He stopped and said, "What are you all looking at? He's my son." People start looking the other way because they were afraid of this man. Let's take a short break. Stay tuned for the rest of Ricky's story. The experts call toll free right now one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is "The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw" and other parables from Christian counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns, so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website TrinityChristianCounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at five one seven. Three three two sixty three hundred, and leave a message for her. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand twenty four seven. Stimulating talk、It、gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. You see, Ricky was trying very hard to hold back his anger. If he was at home, he probably would have spanked his son harshly. This man had trouble keeping his job because he was an alcoholic. 
He drank more every time he was unemployed. After he drank, he would be verbally and physically abusive towards his kids and his wives. The vicious cycle of violence followed by remorse was a scene that was replayed over and over. He would apologize to his wife and ask her for forgiveness. He promised he would not do it again, but soon his anger would got out of control again. One day, Ricky walked in the house drunk. He began to yell and scream as he walked in, but this time no one was there to respond to him. He walked from bedroom from the bedroom to the living room, and to the kitchen, but no one was there. He waited the whole evening until the next morning, but no one came home. His wife and his kids had left him. Day in and day out, he was by himself. Ricky could not stand being alone, but he knew he was the cause of their departure. He missed his family so much that he knew he needed to change. After struggling for a few weeks, he decided to get some professional help to get rid of his anger problem. Ricky had a bulldog frame that loomed an impressive five feet tall, with thick shoulders and a permanent grimace on his face. His facial expressions seemed to send a message: "Do not mess up with me, or you'll be in trouble." Strangers avoid walking close to him because of his intimidating frame. He stormed in my office, sat on the couch. As he told me about his pain, I found out that Ricky was very weak inside, even though he looked strong on the outside. He had very low self-esteem, and he seemed to think everyone around him was out trying to get him, so he would get mad at them first to protect himself. As long as he blamed others and got mad at them, he felt like he was winning. He did not know that he was actually losing at the end. For his anger had driven people away, especially his loved ones. I asked him what he liked to do as a child. He said that he liked to play with his train set because it reminded him of his dad, who was a train conductor. They used to build model trains together. When he was a teenager, his dad died in a car accident. He was the one who was at the scene witnessing his death. He could not erase the scene of his dead dead body. That was how he got into excessive drinking, so he did not have to deal with his emotional pain. Somehow, the alcohol made him verbally and physically abusive, and he would have anger outbursts that drove his wife away. His wife came back a couple months later and told him that he had to get help. Or her and the kids would never come back. He did not want to lose his family, so he came to get help. He was sent to rehab for detoxification. When he was done with the treatment, he was referred to a support group where he was accountable to people in the group about his drinking problem. His wife eventually moved back home. Ricky knew that he still had to get help to deal with his past traumatic experience and his anger problem. This train reminded him of his dad. I came up with the train story to help him to be aware of his anger before getting into a, an outburst. He was taught how to spot his own physical responses to anger and how to help him physically calm down. If he continued to let the train get out of control, he would lose his family. 
So he would stop the train by telling his wife that he was getting angry and he needed to have time out. Since he was the one who decided to get angry, he needed to do something to fix his own anger. He would go down to the basement and punch his punching bag for a while. Then he would build his model train. His goal was to have his model train on an exhibition at one of the trade shows. Somehow, building the train calmed him down because it reminded him of his father's tender, loving care. Ricky channeled his anger into doing something constructive. He would have lost his wife and his kids if he had allowed his anger got out of of hand. The train story became one of the tools that he used to dealt with his anger. What do we learn from these stories? Sam, Jerry, and Jennifer's explosive and prolonged anger affected their physical health. Judy and Jessica's suppressed anger affected their emotional and psychological health by turning into depression and eating disorder. Ricky's uncontrollable anger affected him socially as he almost lost his family. But they were all courageous individuals who were able to admit that they had anger problem, and they were willing to get help to face their giants. As a result, they were able to talk about their past traumatic experiences, grieve over the loss of the past, had new understanding about their past and present, and find new ways to handle their anger problems. The train story was one of the tools that helped them to deal with their anger issues. When the emotions were escalating, they made the decision to slow down the train and drove carefully around the curves. So many lives were saved because of their decisions. Sam, Jerry, and Jennifer, Judy, Jessica, and Ricky were able to recognize the emotions were escalating like the train going down the track in a high speed. They were able to make a decision to stop, slow the the anger down. Think of the consequences and engage into constructive behavior to regulate their anger. They had a totally different kind of life as they were able to face the giant and conquer it. Are you able to admit that you have a problem and face it? Your life will not be the same if you are willing to face the giant. God does not want you to see. See you hurting yourself and others if you continue to let your anger control you. He wants you to be free from it. If you don't control your anger, it will control you. Holding on to anger is like grasping on hot coal with the intention to throw it away, but it ends up burning yourself. You may think you're winning when you're angry at someone, but you're losing at the end. For anger damages you physically, emotionally, and socially. God knows that anger can devastate us. That's why He advises us from the Bible to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow in anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. He also said, "Whoever slows to anger has great understanding, but a quick-tempered man displays folly." God hurts for you when you are hurting. Your life will not be the same if you make this decision to get help. I hope this show makes a difference in your life. Come join me for my next show. I'll be talking about the Gray Song story. Until then, I hope you find the stream in your desk.
Thank you for joining us this week for Stream in the Desert. Be sure to return next Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or on demand anytime for another story and program with Dr. Rita on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.